Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, along with me, Kyle Davis, as we uh, get you up to date on what has turned into a very, very busy bye week here for the Toronto Rock, a trade to announce right off the top of the podcast today, and it involves a longtime Toronto Rock forward who has spent, uh, you know, essentially all nine seasons of his NLL career and when we say nine, we're only one game into season nine, but the Toronto Rock have traded Steph LeBlanc and uh, Toronto's third-round pick in the 20, that 2018, sorry, 2018 NLL entry draft to the New England Black Holes for defender Sheldon Burns and uh, Saskatchewan's second-round pick in 2018, a, a pick that uh, New England had previously acquired uh, previous to this deal today. So obviously this is going to uh, – this trade uh, – has and will send shockwaves through uh, Toronto Rock Nation, so to speak. And uh, I'm sure fans will uh, will all have their own take on it, but uh, we'll have Toronto Rock uh, owner, president, and general manager Jamie Dowick with us later on on the podcast, the man who pulled the trigger on the trade as well. We'll also have uh, reaction from uh, myself and KD. So, uh, KD, you know, jumping right into this, um, Obviously, uh, a tough move to make, moving out a guy who's been with this franchise for a long time and a day oneer with uh, with Jamie Dowick, the owner of this team, as he took over ownership in 2010. But uh, maybe just your take on uh, on the trade here on the surface right now. Yeah, a lot a lot to digest. Um, like you mentioned, tough to tough to let a guy. I'm sure to to let a guy know that you uh, go that you're so familiar with and you know he's been in the room with you since day one. The guys all know him from all indications. He's a he's a good guy, good locker room guy as well. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Jamie here. But you know, the team hasn't started off too hot here. A uh, bit of a wake up call maybe. And we we've said here before uh, or offline even. Um, I think the depth of the D, you know, with Challen out and some guys going out last year uh, to retirement was was a bit of a an area of need. And uh, I, even though it hasn't shown early, I still think the offense is going to be okay on this team um, once they get rolling. They're, they're just too much skill up front. So to pluck an O guy out to help that D, and you know, you look at the lineup that just lost to Saskatchewan. Uh, you plug out a couple two defenders. You slide in Challen and Sheldon. I think you got a lot better overall as a, as a unit there. So uh, yeah, crazy crazy day, crazy trade. And uh, I mean, I can see the need for it though, and the want to bring in a defender. But uh, obviously, tough to lose one of your own that was here for so long and you know did so much for the organization. Yeah, and one common thread I think beyond. Uh, obviously the offense not scoring enough goals in either of the first two games was the transition game that was a big part of Toronto's success last year was close to non-existent through the first couple of games and I think this trade definitely addresses that Sheldon Burns has scored nine goals in each of the last two seasons scored 19 points last year uh, 20 points two years ago is a pretty decent loose ball guy 90 loose balls uh, last season which tied him for third on New England um, you know and then you know the year before he was second on the team with uh, just over 100 I think 104 loose balls so this is a guy who is going to be an all-round threat so to speak coming out the back end for Toronto, a guy who can get loose balls, obviously play good defense, athletic, has a bit of size, and can also get up and down the floor and uh, is a bit scrappy. So um, I think all things that, you know, in some respects were missing in the first two games for the Rock. And on the other side of it, like you said, to, to immediately, even though you're removing a player like Steph LeBlanc from the team's offense, to be able to sit there and say, still not really that worried about the team's offense I think just speaks to the depth that was here and kind of almost just is a classic situation where you've got an area of depth on offense and you need to improve your depth on defense so you know naturally what do you do you know you trade from your area of strength so um 
We won't get too much further into a breakdown of the trade. Uh, we'll wait and, and talk to Jamie once he joins us in the studio uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, coming up in just a few moments. So uh, stick around for that. Keep listening. But uh, we do want to jump into this past Saturday night's game, the home opener against the Saskatchewan Rush, a game that didn't go well, and, and that is probably, uh, you know, had the Rock won that game, chances are, without really knowing one way or the other, but chances are this trade probably isn't made. So um, 0-2 out of the gate, 17-9. Not really a ton of positives to draw from this game. However, at the same time, I think the realization that the Saskatchewan Rush are still very, very good. And that is one thing that it doesn't seem like has been lost on too many fans that this is a team that's gone to the champions cup final three years in a row won two in a row at one point you know in 15 and 16 uh one of those wins was over the rock in 2015 but clearly a team that appeared in game one to be on some kind of a redemption mission because they were just dominant in pretty well every facet of the game yeah, and well, I wonder, you know, that going into the last year's season, they were my pick, and um, I'm sure they obviously wanted to win. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, I think maybe losing in the fashion they did for a year kind of, you know, maybe brought these guys back just a little bit in terms of, you know, the fire in their belly and reigniting that, and and it showed on Saturday. I thought they were really good, and I mean, obviously we got, uh, you know. Here in Toronto, some areas that uh, we got to improve on, but I thought overall that it was just on that particular night. You know, things can change over the season, but it, they were they were a better team, and you know they just played better. And, and like you mentioned, I, almost every angle or every aspect of the game, I think both goalies would wouldn't say they were had had their best games, but they have some great shooters up there. Kirk was solid in the net, and uh, you know we mentioned him on this show before. I, personally, I just. Uh, I think Math- Mark Matthews is a beast out there, just his size, his his skill, and, and what he can do in controlling a, a ball game. And, I mean, they were all good. So it was, uh, it was a good test for the Rock, and I, I agree. I don't think this trade happens maybe if the, if the Rock are 1-1. One and one. But, uh, obviously, what can you do? you gotta you got to move forward, and it just makes a big one uh, when Buffalo comes to town on December 30th. Yeah, and, and just further to maybe how good Saskatchewan was in that game, I don't think the Rock were necessarily worse in Game 2 than they were in Game 1. They might have actually even been better in a lot of ways. But, you know, the Rush were just at another level. And then sometimes that just happens in the game of lacrosse and in any sport. You know, you can you can still play well, and I don't think the Rock would sit there and I don't think the guys would say by any means they played well enough to win. You know, that's not the kind of game that they're going to have to bring to the rink in order to win on most nights. However... I don't think that uh, you know they would necessarily feel that much worse about themselves a week after the Buffalo loss, you know, except for the fact that you know the score was what it was and the gameplay was what it was. In Saskatchewan, they were as good as they were. So um, we talked a lot about their goaltending situation last week and Evan Kirk versus Aaron Bold and who we would take. And I'll still stick by my I would take Aaron Bold uh, statement, but Evan Kirk. Certainly made me probably think twice about that as he was uh, making big save after big save and especially really almost a door closer on Reed Reinhold, robbing him on that cross-crease pass where it looked like pretty well a dunk. And I think The Rock had another chance just a few minutes before that or a possession before that where they could have had a similar what looked like easy goal as well. Um, But... I mean, Evan Kirk did exactly what I'm sure Derek Keenan wanted him to do when they acquired him, and that was provide, uh, you know, some pretty stingy goaltending, and and that's certainly what he did. And and Saskatchewan's defense was, you know, as advertised for during their two championships. I think everybody looked at that roster and just said, like, you know, their offense is great, but even beyond that, it's their defense might actually be the best part of that team. And and maybe, you know, I know we talked, I, th- I think, off air about this last week. But, you know, I, I said, you know, when I was putting the lineup sheets together um, before the game and looking down at Saskatchewan's roster and just starting to think, well, you know, 
you know, Kirk for bold, you know, obviously people know my opinion on that. And, uh, and then, you know, you look Shatler Jones, is that a swap? You know, I, I'm probably still taking Jonesy over Shatler. The, a lot of the little moves here and there, you know, I, I kind of thought, you know, I they might not be better on paper, but man, on, on the floor, they certainly, uh, you know, I'll eat my words slash eat my thoughts on that one because they were, they were something else on, on Saturday and uh, Evan Kirk, like we've said, was just otherworldly, I guess you could kind of say. Um, Toronto Rock goaltending situation, you, you touched on it briefly there, Kyle. Um, you know, Nick Rose uh, allowed, I believe, nine goals, was pulled in the first half. I, I don't think you can pin all those on Rosie at all. And it's kind of an unfortunate thing, but then we start to look at, you know, defensively, you know, this is where changes have obviously started to come. And, and you get to the point in a game where, you know, your goaltender hasn't necessarily been the reason why you're in that position, but it's almost just the natural thing to do to try to change some momentum. And Brandon Miller came in and played well uh, for a short stretch, and then he kind of struggled as well. So, I don't know, your, your thoughts just on, you know, it kind of a – a, a little bit of a tough situation for Coach Matty Sawyer, really. For sure. I, I, I agree. I think uh, there's a time in a game where something just has to happen, whether it's a goalie change, whether it's a fight, um, you know, just kind of try to stop momentum, switch momentum, kind of even just act as a little bit of a wake-up call. I know as a player, uh, you know, so you, feel for, you feel when your goalie gets you know, yank from a game, and you, you don't want that. You see a teammate have to come out like that, and uh, you, you know it's not all on him. But uh, yeah, tough situation to be in. Um, you know, Miller, I think went in, made his first six, seven saves, looked looked uh, looked pretty good there, and then it kind of the wheels fell off a little bit there. But uh, like again, once again, we got a good good offense shooting on him. But I'll be curious to see you know how this plays forward now. Uh, you know, the defense. Game one, we said the defense probably was pretty happy. After, you know, two empty netters, they give up 11, and we're saying the offense is going to find itself. Um, same thing, the offense didn't really find itself, and the defense kind of, you know, just by a pure numbers thing, uh, went backwards a bit even. So we'll be curious to see, you know, what this tra – like, again, tying back to the trade, Challen coming back in, you know, the defense gets a boost here, and curious to see how they respond in a big division game. Yeah, I think, you know, that rivalry with the Bandits is one thing. There's already some payback, obviously, on the on the minds of uh, of the guys after that uh, season-opening loss. And, you know, the season series is basically on the line here. You know, with Buffalo, the head-to-head matchup, that's uh, it, it's one thing. You know, tiebreakers in the East Division can be very, very important, and you don't want to lose that tiebreaker right off the hop, you know, three games into the season to Buffalo. So... That is something that will certainly be on their minds, and I'm sure we'll see, you know, Nick Rose, uh, you know, more than likely back between the pipes as the starter on uh, on the 30th against the Bandits. And, you know, you, you go out, and I think this team will, again, put its best foot forward. And, you know, you, you hope that everything kind of lines up because it just hasn't lined up for you yet. But, um, you know, like, like you've mentioned as well, Challen Rogers back in the lineup. You had Sheldon Burns in. You know, a couple weeks off, a couple good practices in here before getting back on the floor. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be kind of a long 10 days here before you get back on the floor on December 30th. But at the same time, uh, everybody will be anxiously awaiting, I think, that opportunity for a bit of redemption here in, in 10 days. So we will take a, a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access. And then in a moment, we will welcome in. Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager Jamie Dowick to talk about uh, obviously the start of the team, but even more so big trade today with the Rock sending Steph LeBlanc and a draft pick to the New England Black Wolves for Sheldon Burns and a draft pick. More on that in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis. We now uh, welcome into the studio with us the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick. Jamie, how are you doing today? Busy day for you, I'm sure, here. It has been a busy day. I'm doing okay, thanks, Mike. How are you? 
Uh, I'm well, obviously, uh, some Toronto Rock uh, earth-shattering type news here today with the announcement of the trade of Stephen LeBlanc going to the New England Black Wolves. Uh, some draft picks flipped also as a part of the trade, but obviously the uh, the two main parts of the trade, LeBlanc going to New England and Sheldon Burns coming back to Toronto. So, uh, I mean, right off the hop, obviously, uh, why did you think now was kind of the time to uh, to pull the trigger on something? Well, I mean, it's, um, you know, not something I was out there really looking to do, but it was something that, um, you know, I was approached about very recently. And, um, you know, obviously we haven't gotten off to the start that we want to to get off to, and, and I'm not putting it on Steph by any means, but, you know, offensively we haven't kind of found the right mix yet, and, and defensively, you know, we've struggled as well, and we feel like we need some help there. So, um, you know, that that's kind of how it how it came about. And the reality is, it you know, it went it went down pretty quickly. And 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 I feel I feel like it's a good deal for for both teams, really. And I mean, personally, and I know uh, you know your your quotes from uh, you know the team release earlier today, just talking about. How difficult of a move it was for you personally, just because Steph's been a guy who's been here, uh, you know, through your first draft with the team in 2009, and then your first season uh, owning the team in 2010, and obviously some, you know, the the height of the success of the team during your ownership as well, the 2011 uh, Champions Cup win. So uh, maybe just talk a little bit, just you know, stripping away the lacrosse and the GM and the owner side of it all, but just personally. Uh, you know, to, to have to, to move a guy on that I'm sure you have, you know, eventually have called a friend here. Yeah, no, uh, well, so so on that aspect, you're you're 100% right. I mean, you know, pull whatever whatever you want away. Uh, Steph's been here with me for nine years. He's been, a, you know, a loyal warrior to the Toronto Rock and, and you know, nothing but, you know, professionalism on off the floor great guy great teammate uh, a ton of respect for Steph I mean um, you know so the, yeah this was uh, you know I mean I'm sure every big one that comes along feels like the biggest one but you know this was definitely the toughest thing I've ever had to do and that call you know that phone call was not it was not easy I mean um, you know, because I, I know the reaction wasn't going to, you know, would be of shock and, and this and that. So, um, you know, once again, Steph handled it like the true professional that he is, and he gets it, and it, it's business, and there's a lot of reasons that I'm not going to get into specifics as, as as to why the deal's made, but there's a lot of factors that come in there. It's it's not just, you know, as simple as this for this, and and. and you know, so it is what it is, and and I I wish Steph nothing but the best. He's given me nothing but his best. Um, you know, from the time he's been here with me, and you know, I I hope we continue to have the friendship that we've developed over the years. And moving to the the return of the trade, Sheldon Burns, a, a whippy product. Um, what what are you what do you see in his game? What are you expecting him to come in and do? Obviously, uh, you know, helps fill a void in the D. D side of things, but what uh, what do we got in Sheldon Burns here? Well, what, I, I've, 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 I've excuse me, I've admired uh, his game for a long time now. I, I love how he, uh, you know, transitions the ball, pushes the ball, and and uh, and then when he gets those opportunities, he can he can finish and he can score and you know and he can also you know make other guys uh, you know better around there. So. Um, you know, we definitely uh, needed some help on the back end. We felt like our transition game's been lacking through the start of the season, and and he'll definitely give us a boost there, 100. percent And and um, you know, I I think uh, you know the on the flip side of of giving up, you know, you got to give something up to get something. And and you know, like I said earlier, I think it's a good deal. I think it kind of worked real well for both teams. I feel. You know, like they're, they they were looking for some help on their left side, and and you know for whatever reasons things weren't meshing for Steph here at the time. And then on the flip side, I, I don't know their situation, but you know for me, you know they gave up a good solid young defender to get him, and that and that's what you have to do if you want to go kind of one for one, you know, albeit the the, the draft picks that flipped there. So um, I, I'm. I'm 
you know, as much as I'm, I'm sad to say goodbye to Steph and I'm going to miss him, um, I'm really excited about Sheldon joining the team. And Hammer and I were talking here, you know, looking ahead to the next game. Um, not that Belgrave or Slade have necessarily, you know, you know, been bad. Just younger guys kind of getting their feet wet. Uh, and not to say that they're going to come out of the lineup, but you get it Sheldon Burns, you get Challen back healthy, two guys that have played in the league here to plug in the defense that could, you know, really got can shore up that decor essentially now moving forward. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, and, and we're uh, obviously Sheldon will be making his rock debut uh, at the end of uh, on the thirtieth versus the Bandits, and um, you know we're expecting Challen to be uh, to be back that night as well. So as far as who goes in and comes out, that'll be up, you know, to the coaches. But yeah, that'll be a great boost. But you know, we we need and the, and that's kind of the message is you know you've heard it from Maddie after the game and you hear it from me. I mean, we need everyone to be better and and yeah, those guys will bring some energy and boost and you know um, you know you you hope and not the reason for making a trade, but you hope a trade like I, you know I'm I, I don't discuss these with any of my players, so obviously I, I would imagine everyone was probably pretty shocked when they saw this today, you know looking at their tweets if they've even really seen it yet to be honest with you as we record this um you know i hey listen i don't know what the reaction is going to be um you we felt like as an organization this was the best move to make at this time and sometimes you got to make those tough decisions and that's what this was and we did it and and we're happy to move forward now, uh, you know, full disclosure here, as we did mention, you know, that we are only moments, uh, we're recording here only moments after the announcement has kind of uh, come down officially, but uh, the little draft pick uh, flip in there, obviously you did mention expansion coming in your, uh, in your quote earlier today too, so um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about how that kind of plays into this trade at all and, and just... Uh, you know, for those people who don't know, the with the expansion coming, the two expansion teams will get the the top two picks in each round, but also in round two, three, and four, they'll have um, extra picks added at the end of the round. So now, really, you kind of sandwich that in there, and moving from the third to the fourth is you're you're moving, or sorry, the third to the second, you're moving up at least four picks, maybe five, six, seven, who knows? Just with that kind of uh, with that flip in there as well. Yeah, well. Um you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't really thinking about the extra picks and the this and the that in the second round or whatever. Um, you know, the reality is 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 um, we're getting Saskatchewan's second round pick and we're giving up our third round pick. So if, you know, we get to where we want to be to this year and we play Saskatchewan in the final, um, you know, then then we've moved up 10 spots um you know if we don't do what we don't want to do what we, we, we want to accomplish then the reality is it's not going to mean a heck of a lot um you know let's i'll worry about that stuff later yes it's nice to move up a little bit in the draft but you know it's just so far off the radar right now i'm i'm focused on you know bringing in another defender here getting challenged back and getting back to you know what we believe is what we we've got to do to be successful and that's play you know get good goaltending play good defense and go from there and uh you know and it'll be an opportunity for other guys offensively you know you're, you're gonna see karen karen's gonna get a real big opportunity here um dan craig who we haven't really had a ch chance to have a look at yet has been on the pup list because he he was injured through th something before he came into us so he's he's closing in on a return uh, I believe, hopefully, to to, to uh, you know get some practice and stuff in there, um, you know. So we're looking for the right mix up there. We haven't found it yet. Which could become a very interesting story on its own, and just the fact Dan Craig. I mean, there's a guy who's you know drafted at the tail end of the draft this year and could be potentially getting close to stepping into an NL lineup, which doesn't happen very often. But more so, what I was talking about with the expansion thing was more with how maybe this could potentially change you know maybe who you were going to protect or what you were not going to protect given the offensive and defensive uh i guess limitations or numbers that you have to protect kind of going into the expansion draft at the end of the season well we talked about that when i was on the show last time and yeah. you know um i'm not i'm not going anywhere i might 
one day fire myself as a GM <laughs> and whatever. But you know, uh, I'm I'm honestly like my my thing is I want to win now. I want to win tomorrow, and I want to win the day after that. So you know, it, it, that's that's the fine line of juggling moving draft picks and trades and this and that and expansions a factor and you know so that's I'm, I'm always thinking of all these things that affect everything so while they might not dictate what I'm doing per se yeah it's a factor and you're thinking about it and I know what the what the what the rules are for expansion draft hitting facing me up at the end of the year and and um you know that's one of those factors I mentioned earlier when you think about things, and then there's side fact. There's just there's a lot to it. It's a lot more complicated than than it looks. You know, on the top, as as you're well aware of. So, um, you know, we'll see. Nothing's written in stone. You know, I don't have to worry about that really until the completion of our season. And and I like to think we're gonna get this. Uh, you know, turn this around real right away and get things back on schedule, and, and I'll worry about that down the road. Um, that that's not the fo- at the forefront of making any deals right now. So, to talk a little bit more about the actual lacrosse side of things here, you know, an 0 two start uh, to the season, and and we know one side of it how it's um, you know probably uh, aided, I guess, in getting to this point of actually pulling the trigger on a trade. But, uh, you know, through two games of this season, uh, you know, Saturday night's game, did you feel, despite the score, did you feel there were some positives maybe to go through that, you know, the team maybe did better in game one versus game two? Or, you know, how do you kind of relate that score versus how the team's actually playing? Well, the score was ugly. No way to sugarcoat that. When you lose by eight or nine, I don't even know what it was. It's it's ugly, and it was. And and yeah, okay. So were there some positives? There was a few. The effort was better, I thought, than than we had in Buffalo. And you know, but at the same time, with no disrespect to Buffalo, um, you know, we're playing the Saskatchewan Rush, who, in my opinion, are the best, if not one of the top two teams in this league. And and um, you know very close to being three-time defending champs so uh, you've uh, cliches whatever uh, maybe in a 30-team league it's much more of a cliche in our league you know nine teams every night you gotta get good goaltending you gotta play well or or you're gonna lose and it doesn't matter who it is and and you know we we haven't played our best through two games so you know uh, when the schedule comes out you never know you know, if we win these two games, we probably wish we were playing this weekend. Um, to be honest with you, um, I'm glad we're off this weekend. And and um, you know, a lot, a lot of looking in the mirror and uh, no 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 panic. Uh, a little concern, not gonna lie. Um, don't don't love the start, but um, you know, lots of season ahead of us and lots of opportunity and lots of time for us to get to where we want to be. Um, it starts with. A, a huge game versus Buffalo on December 30th and and that's the focus and um, you know we've played them once already and they got us in their barn and it's time for us to uh, repay them there and get one in ours and square up 1-1 with them on the season and 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 then we'll move on so um, that, that's that's the focus now um, you know like I said earlier uh, yeah I, I haven't <laughs> haven't spoken to anyone this trade happened you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll be hearing from some guys as the day goes on, and um, you know, the guys know, the guys know what what the expectations are around here, and and uh, you know, not why I made the deal or or anything to do with that, and this has nothing to do with Steph, but you know, I don't know. Once guys kind of get here, you know, they don't really want to leave. Um, so you know, guys, and and we 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 stress the message, but guys need to understand that and 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 accept it, and and you know we want to win here, and uh, we're gonna do what we think we got to do to win, and and sometimes that that's making hard decisions and hard trades and 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 do it, but um, yeah, we're not happy with the start, um, but I'm optimistic about what's to come here. All right, well, like like we've talked about a couple times here we're we're recording this just after the trade being announced so i know my phone's starting to blow up here with uh
mentions and texts and everything from people. So I'm sure yours is doing the same, but uh, we'll, we'll let you go. And uh, lots of follow-up, uh, of course, to come here in the uh, coming 10 days as we get ready for December 30th. But, Jamie, thanks for uh, taking some time to chat about the big trade and everything else today. All right. And I guess even though I'll see you guys over the next couple of days, Merry Christmas to all the podcast listeners out there and, right. and you too as well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be chatting. All right, that is the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back with more. I'm the cat with the bass and drum, going around like bum, bum, bum. What's grooving? I'm moving. I like your Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock along with Kyle Davis. And uh, for more reaction on the trade and general Toronto Rock talk and whatnot, uh, we may even talk a little NFL with this guy because I'm sure he's got something to say after this <laughs> past weekend. Uh, Toronto Rock goaltender, Nick Rose. Rosie, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I don't know where we start. Well, we'll start with the trade. Uh, Stefan LeBlanc, who's been a, a teammate uh, of yours, I guess, since... Uh, what are we talking here? 2012? Um a, a, a tough season, uh, you know, it's a tough start to the season, sorry, and uh, tough to see a guy like Steph go, but uh, just, uh, you know, your your thoughts on uh, what has been a, a pretty interesting Wednesday here in uh, Toronto Rockland. Yeah, I mean, uh, just saw the news on Twitter, and uh, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I'm uh, not shocked, um, or say that, yeah, say that I'm not shocked, and uh Obviously, it's it's tough news to hear. I've uh, been teammates with Steph since I came to the Rock, played with him in with the Oakville Rock as well, and uh, he's been around uh, a long time since I've been here. So it's uh, it's tough news to hear. I mean, it's obviously a pretty big big trade for both teams. I think it getting Sheldon Burns. He's a great player. He uh, will hopefully help ignite our transition game. He's uh, he's a pretty deadly player, but. Yeah, I can't sit here and say that it's a little tough to hear, but and it's uh, it's a little bit of a just a different thing I think to go through as an NLL player because you don't see really a lot of times in season a lot of guys moved really overall, right? So you know, can you can you you know can you remember another time like this in your career? I mean, maybe. You know, Garrett Billings getting traded uh, back a few years ago, but at the same time he was coming off a knee injury, so it wasn't as though he was really around the team so much and then got traded. Can you remember another time in your career even when when kind of this has happened? Um, not really in season, especially yeah. uh, right, real early in the season. Um, I know that uh, kind of when I was in Boston, we traded away Daryl Veltman, John Harnett, I think Kyle Ross was in that deal, so that that was a pretty big trade. Uh, what probably the biggest uh, to start my career, anyways. And uh, they they were big pieces of the team there, and uh, that kind of came as a shock as well. But yeah, this one, uh, yeah, I mean we we're not after a great start, so I I understand uh, why the trade was made. But yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy. Now you yourself are a guy, actually. You know, when you th you're a guy who was traded midseason yourself. Uh, you know, when you came to the Rock um, at the trade deadline um, a number of years ago. Now it seems like only yesterday, Rosie. But yeah. um, you know, you came into a situation here in Toronto where you were quite familiar with, you know, coaches, management, uh, other players, and whatnot. Um, Sheldon Burns, I'm sure, has some lacrosse friendships in that dressing room but uh maybe yourself talk about what it was like for you to to get traded uh mid-season and walk into a toronto rock room quite a few years ago now yeah i mean it's always a tough tough part of our league and that's that's the business side of uh the nll obviously uh i think i think my trade uh to toronto was a little different i mean i was kind of looking for an opportunity and I was, it was looking like I was going to be the odd guy out in Calgary that season and they they decided to uh move me kind of home to Toronto obviously Terry Sanderson and Jamie they put or they put a took a big risk and uh gave me an opportunity and obviously I'm grateful for that but uh yeah I think that was a little different than this trade uh just because we are so early in the season and Steph's been a massive part of our team the last uh since he's came into the league 
do you, Rosie, do you know Sheldon Burns? And uh, what's, what's the routine like for you to, I mean, will you reach out to him? You've been a guy on this team for a while now. Like, or, or how does that work? You, you just wait to kind of practice? Or will you reach out to a new team, uh, teammate like that and kind of welcome him in right away? Yeah, for sure. I know I know Sheldon a little bit. I uh, haven't been around him too much, but uh, I, I've had a few nights where kind of mutual friends or other players, and then all we've we've kind of been around each other. So I I know him. He's a nice guy from uh, what I can remember, and uh, we'll we'll definitely re- I'll, I'll definitely reach out, send him a text. Probably uh, I think I I already have him on social media and all that kind of stuff. So we'll uh, we'll make him feel like home. We got practice. We got practice next week and uh back to the grind and we're focused on buffalo and uh yeah we'll we'll try to get him uh, as accustomed to being a member of this team as quickly as we possibly can because we have a big game on the 30th speaking of that grind rosie just kind of i guess dissect what's happened so far in the season what uh, what have you seen from your perspective in the net and and you know some areas that that have looked par- promising and positive as well as you know, there's some areas that need to be tightened up. Uh, what, what do you see needed to be done here, I guess, moving forward, trade aside and whatnot for this team to kind of take that step and, and, and get better in the right direction here? Well, yeah, I think there's uh, there's no question we do have to get our transition game going. I mean, it was a huge part of our success last year, and I don't know if we have any maybe one or two goals in transition in two games, so that's just not going to cut it in the NLL. So we need to kind of ignite a flame in that area um which sheldon will definitely help he's uh deadly in transition he i know he's scored uh probably over the last two years three or four transition goals on myself so he's a deadly transition guy will help in that aspect but we got to get that going um i think we really need to find a way to have each unit clicking at the same time i think uh there's been times over the first two games where maybe the offense was struggling a bit but the defense was going and then vice versa, kind of in that second uh, game against Saskatchewan. So we uh, we just have to find a way to kind of put it all together and uh, play our best lacrosse because we're going to have to to get back in the win column. Now let's shift gears a little, talk about the lighter <coughs> side of life here. Yep. Pittsburgh Steelers, as everybody knows, you're a bit of a really? fan. Um, <laughs> the end of that game, uh, Sunday night, I guess it was, uh, I, I saw you know you tweeted out some things and you're a little bit upset it looked like <laughs> but what uh what, what was the range of emotions there as uh everything kind of looked really good and then it kind of didn't but then you had another shot i mean are you just kicking a field goal there and getting to overtime are you taking a shot in the end zone like what what are you what were you going through there you know what I I don't know like I it, I've gone back and forth on it I, in the moment I was pretty angry that uh, Big Ben kind of made that decision to um, go for it. I think you do have to kick the field goal and play for overtime just because there's so much on the line. I know uh, going to New England now in the playoffs is uh, almost impossible to win in. So they kind of put them uh, in a really tough spot uh, for, for the playoffs. But I, at the same time, I, I do kind of like him going for the win. But I just think how uh, the situation was. Uh, maybe, maybe if you if the clock stopped and you can actually make a play to get the ball in right. the right guy's hands, but the fact that they were uh, basically running out of time and he just tried to force it in there is kind of what made it a bit tougher. And they had ju- the Pats had just dro- driven the whole whole uh, field and scored right away, and then to uh, see Juju Smith. Smith Schuster to have that big uh, catch and run to put us in yeah. position to win the game, and then the touchdown called back. It was just a uh, yeah, a lot of ups and downs in about half a minute. So it was a tough one. Now, who were you, were you watching the game with? Anybody? Was it with the rest of the housemates? Yeah, I was with all my uh, <laughs> all my roommates, and they. Uh, I'm glad they didn't have their Snapchats going or whatever because I was uh, freaking out a little. You bit. You would have been the guy flipping the chips over. And yeah, and no, stuff. I wasn't. <laughs> No, I, I wasn't that bad as that uh, as that viral video, but yeah. uh, I was definitely kind of yelling at the TV and just wondering what was going on. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. They're in tough uh, heading to New England if uh, if they get that far. 
I feel like was it like a few when they scored when it looked like they scored the touchdown was it like a few oh I, I ran and a few let's go babies yeah, I, I ran around the and basement then, <laughs> and I think Brad Cree asked me why I was so fired up like asked me if it was a that helped me win a fantasy or something and I was like no I'm just a big fan Brad like I, we need to win this one and he didn't quite understand that but uh, and then when they called it back I was. I don't think I talked for <laughs> a minute or two, but yeah, yeah. This is what it is. It's the fun. It's the fun of sports, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't get people that don't like sports because yeah. games like that is uh, pretty incredible to watch. Now we're getting down to it's final time in fantasy football. Did you make it to the finals in any of your? Actually, so I'm in. I'm a big fantasy football guy. I'm in three keeper leagues, but. Uh, um, the only one I made it to the final in is with the Rock uh, Rock guys. So we we have a league with uh, some of our coaches and some of the yeah. players. So uh, I it's actually kind of funny. It's uh, the final showdown is me and B Mill. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So we uh, yeah it'll be a good fun Christmas weekend uh, stressing about that. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's good to hear. All right. Well, Rosie, uh, we'll let you go. That's lots of fun stuff and obviously an interesting day, a tough day, a a good day, all kinds of different emotions, uh, I'm sure, running uh, through your head today. But uh, thanks for taking some time to join us. And uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, as we'll be uh, signing off the podcast here for the year. But, um, you know, actually, just to wrap up, any do you have any like a lacrosse? Christmas wish for anybody or anything like that? Uh, I think the only Christmas wish uh, we're looking for around here is a win on the 30th, so that, uh, I'll leave it at that, but uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys and all the Rock fans out there. Alright, there you have it. Nick Rose, Toronto Rock goaltender. We'll take a short break and we will wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Toronto Rock Total Access in the home stretch here as we begin to wrap things up before we uh, take a very brief little uh, siesta here for Christmas this weekend. And uh, obviously the Rock on a bye week, but there are games in the National Lacrosse League this weekend, so uh, lots of uh, stuff to watch on Saturday. But you won't be able to watch the Rock. But everybody can do a little scouting, I guess, as Buffalo and Rochester uh, face each other. And, of course, the Bandits will be the Rock's next opponent coming up on Saturday, December the 30th, when we invite everyone to party like it's 1999. It's a little bit of a throwback night. Some uh, great ticket stuff available as well. Why don't we get some ticket plugs in right now? For sure. Speaking of the party like it's 99 game, we have a great pack. It's a lower bowl ticket, a beer voucher, and a, a pretty awesome hat that I tell you what, when I get home, I, I was telling people in the office today, that goes on right away. And uh, I cruise around for the <laughs> remainder of the evening in that hat. So that is available. Forty nine ninety nine. You can't go wrong. Like I said, you get the, the price of the beer is you know twenty bucks at the Air Canada Center anyway. So you throw in a ticket in the hat and you're laughing. Uh, you can give us a call, uh, visit or torontorock.com to purchase that. We also have uh, you know prorated season tickets still available. I know the first game wasn't exactly how we wanted it to turn out, but uh, you know exciting at the end, big fight. There's going to be a lot of great exciting action moving forward still and I, I know that I'm confident this offense and the team's going to turn it around and you know have a, g- a great product on the floor to you to, for you to watch so great seats still available there and then of course our holiday pack Christmas right around the corner uh, six tickets used in any combination to two or more games you get two great Toronto Rock long sleeve t-shirts available uh, 416-596-3075 or torontorock.com that's about everything. We got a lot There's of stuff lot, going lot, on. It's a busy month right now, currently, and it's buzzing. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we are just 10 days away from uh, home game number two here on Saturday, December 30th. It's a big one, like we've mentioned. Uh, you know, you obviously don't want to drop the, the head-to-head season series against the Buffalo Bandits, and I'm actually very interested to see what the Bandits team is going to look like on Saturday night. This Buffalo-Rochester matchup I think is intriguing from so many angles because I think Rochester maybe showed everybody that they've got a little bit more than what people expected, and then also the Bandits, uh, you know, obviously showed us in Toronto that they had uh, a little bit more than we expected. 
uh, perhaps. And then, uh, you know, we're going to get to see both of these teams in, in pretty short order here in Buffalo um, up first out of those two on uh, Saturday, December 30th. So um, as far as this matchup goes with the Bandits, though, um, you know, we're not going to dive too deeply into it, but... Um, you know, looking ahead to it, we're talking must win already here, and uh, we haven't even turned the calendar to January yet. Yeah, it's crazy when you when you put it like that. But you say you know the parity in this league and the the head to heads, and you don't you can't be it's almost you don't you can't drop this to Buffalo and uh, you know already be down a, a head to head in the Eastern side. A couple things to watch out for me personally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, going to be the trade. Um, gonna be interesting to see how Sheldon, you know, comes into the lineup, and obviously, you know, see what kind of what happens on the left side with uh, some roster juggling. Um, but overall, I don't think there's much to you know to digest here. It's the same team we played a couple weeks ago. It's just basically we got to be better, I think, and uh, I think we will. And uh, always good though when these two teams get together. And I'm expecting it to be another month, another great uh, great game to take uh, to end the new year here. I guess you could say, and uh, hopefully get Toronto Rock fans a big win. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what uh, Sheldon Burns can bring to the table here. And uh, uh, from all accounts, uh, haven't confirmed as of yet as we're recording this, but I'm assuming Sheldon Burns will continue to wear number 71. So maybe his nickname can be Gino. Gino. <laughs> <laughs> Just in my mind, maybe. Anybody who wears 71 is automatically Gino to me. But, um, yeah, so we're coming up to Christmas, as we had mentioned. So... A few uh, Christmas gifts we'll go back and forth on here um, that we would like to see for either the lacrosse folks in our life, the, uh, the sport of lacrosse maybe, however you want to put it. Um, <coughs> pardon me. We're gonna start. I'm gonna start this off. Um, the first thing I would like to see under our lacrosse Christmas tree this year is some more love from the Toronto Rock fans. For our main man between the pipes, number 66, Nick Rose, who was a guest on the show earlier, friend of the show, as everyone is here. But um, there's some haters out there. But let's embrace Rosie for what he is. One of the best goaltenders in the National Lacrosse League. An all-around great guy. A great ambassador for the game of lacrosse. And somebody that uh, he's just an all-around good guy. And you know what? Uh, almost 80% of the time, in most cases, he stops the lacrosse ball, which is a very good save percentage. Anyways, that's what I want to see under the Christmas tree. Uh, first and foremost is more love from the fan base for Nick Rose. How many gifts are we throwing at? Two or three here? Or, or is it Let's multiple? throw a couple each, maybe until we run out of wrapping paper here. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to start. My first one is Toronto Rock related, and then I'm going to you know, kind of branch out into lacrosse related but the first one when I come down the stairs and, and, and grab a present on the tree is Nick Rose mentioned it too and I'm, I'm hoping we can find Toronto Rock transition game it uh, it hasn't been great to start here and you know, ties in with the theme today of the trade and, and just moving forward I think it's an area that has to be a concern or a concern that has to be cleaned up a bit moving forward I guess I should say and uh I think it will, and that's just my first gift that I want. I think it can help numerous parts of the game when the transition game is fine and also in there. So, Toronto Rock transition game. My next gift is uh, a little bit more, I guess, league-wide related and wishing all the best. Um, I hope that the two new expansion franchises, and I know I guess this is early, and maybe this will be something that can be under the tree again next year for them, but just so these guys find success in their markets, and that's Philadelphia and San Diego. Obviously, Philadelphia already has a proven track record in that market of, uh, you know, an era when the Philadelphia Wings were a real big deal, deal in Philadelphia and were close to selling out the building uh, pretty much on a regular basis. And in San Diego, a great group there. Steve Govett, Josh Gross. Um, Josh Gross, a guy who, over the years, I've worked closely with uh, from his days with the Colorado Mammoth. And I know that franchise is in good hands out there and solid ownership groups. So hoping for success for those two teams under their Christmas tree. And that, uh, you know, hopefully we also, uh, you know, maybe even get another expansion team under the Christmas tree. Um Probably not by uh, Monday, but, uh, you know, maybe at some point in the year. 
Sticking with the, the league theme here under the Christmas tree, I'm going to go with attendance. I think we got one of the best products in the league here, or in, not in the league, sorry, in, in sports. And when you break it down, where can you go see top, basically world, top world athletes for the price of, you know, cheaper than going to a movie. And I know the fans that, uh, that are fans and are in it uh, love it. And, you know, if we could just all bring one more person out to a game this year, and I know personally they'll be hooked. It's just a matter of, the, of getting them in the building. And, and that's not Toronto Rock. You know, that is Toronto Rock related, but obviously from the league as well. It can only, can only get better. And I think the product on the floor is that good that, you know, these, these arenas deserve to be uh, a little more full than they are. Definitely. All right. So there you go. There are there are our Christmas wishes, and uh, you know, if you guys have any uh, for us out there that you want to share with uh, the Toronto Rock fan base, we well, can fire them up on Facebook, and as well, uh, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Toronto Rock Lacks. But uh, there you go. We hope everybody has a very happy and safe holiday season. Here, we'll be back with the podcast next week. Um, you know, I think just generally, everybody just be be happy. Appreciate this game that we have that uh, is something pretty special and that we have, uh, you know, a great team to cheer for in the Toronto Rock and, and wherever else, uh, you know, you, uh, you cheer for your lacrosse clubs, whether it be, uh, you know, at the minor lacrosse level, junior lacrosse level, major series. But, uh, you know, that's something else. Just get out and see a game. Be in the stands, cheer on the boys, uh, no matter what age they are. Um, you know, everybody always appreciates it, and uh, filling the stands will only help grow the game at, uh, at various other levels as well. So, um, I guess that's about it for this week. We do want to remind everybody Saturday, December 30th, as Kyle already teed up there uh, a few minutes ago, great ticket packages available. We got the four play, we got the six flex, we got the holiday pack, we got the party like it's 99, we got pro rated season tickets. Still grab a season pass. Uh, Everything. Or grab a single game ticket. For Group sure. tickets. Group tickets are also available. Like you know, I know myself and there's others that like me that still are looking for gifts for, for individuals and there's you know, no better place to stop by than Toronto Rock to get that currently. Yeah, you can place an order online, swing right by here, the Toronto Rock Athletic Center in Oakville and pick that up. Make sure it's nicely wrapped and under the tree on uh, Monday morning. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you off guard uh, there. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I was just honestly thinking, uh, you know, listing those products there, what what I'm going to snag for a couple people here. So Ooh. so there you go. We don't want to so, let the cat out no, of the bag, for sure. No. <laughs> I know I have some pretty big followers on the show. Oh, that might right. be. Yes. <laughs> they listen right to the very end of the show. <laughs> All right. All right, so that'll about do it. Uh, that's another edition of the Toronto Rock Total Access Podcast. In the meantime and in between time, Kyle Davis, I am Mike Hancock saying Merry Christmas, and we will chat next week.